0: Two Guys Talking Nostalgia Engine is here. And we need your help. Two Guys Talking has begun stockpiling reviews of great, classic movies, and we want to know what you want us to review. Access twoguystalking.com now and tell us which classic movies, on DVD and Blu-ray, we should put into the Two Guys Talking perspective review crosshairs and help us fuel the Internet's best repository for engaging, nostalgic feature film reviews. Access TwoGuysTalking.com and click any one of the Nostalgia Engine pictures. Tell us which movies you want right now. Action, horror, comedies, even the occasional rom-com. Access TwoGuysTalking.com. That's the number two. GuysTalking.com. The Nostalgia Engine. Ride in nostalgic style while you listen. TwoGuysTalking.com. GuysTalking.com. that both exists
1: and doesn't exist all at the same time. For those in the know, S.H.I.E.L.D., the Strategic Homeland Intervention, Enforcement and Logistics Division, is the counter-terrorism and intelligence agency run by director Nick Fury. Its global reach, with thousands of operatives with differing skill sets across the globe, continues to grow. S.H.I.E.L.D.'s activities have been documented for a long time, both in comic books and feature films those legendary tales now transfer to the smaller screen in a weekly series on ABC via Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., a chronicle of the findings of a crack team of S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. This is the detailed review of those chronicles. Set your life model decoy to take care of life's business for now. It's time for another episode of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast from Two Guys Talking. The
0: end. Finn! the Megillah, the Peace de la resistance. The end of all things is supposed to be a time for rejoicing, a time for reflection, a time of appreciation of what you have inside of the last series of eight episodes of Marvel's Inhumans. There's not a whole lot to be thankful for at all inside this series. There's no reflection and, well, there's only one thing that this series has given us a piece of. Thankfully, you have this podcast that is dedicated to telling everyone what it's all about, why we think that way, and how you, and thereby Hollywood, can avoid drek like this in the future. Sit back, relax, drink heavily, for it's time to enjoy the final, ever-to-be-seen-in-human-lifetime episode of Marvel's Inhumans. Episode 8, the title of which escapes me, but it doesn't matter, and it's finally over. Also known as, and finally, Black Bolt. It's the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast from Two Guys Talking. Greetings, everybody. I'm Mike Wilkerson, one of your hosts.
2: Yeah, and I'm Nicholas J. Hearn, your other host.
0: Uh, Nick, I was reasonably sure that we would not survive this mini-series of... Hilarity. (laughs) Are you sure we didn't? I think we're dead. Uh, Are we dead?
2: This might be the afterlife. It's okay
0: because we're inside of the Terrigenesis chamber. We've been revived! Oh, yes. It's amazing! I can't believe how amazing it is. Trope, trope, trope. Total tiger trope. Uh, Nick, some quick housekeeping. I wanted to remind everybody that this episode has been edited by... Not just a dear friend, Nick, here, but a member, a certified member of the Editor Core. If you are interested in having your podcast edited, or if you're an editor of podcasts but need some sort of certification to certify that you are uber kick-ass in the way of podcast editing, it's time to get the Editor Core. EditorCore.com. That's EditorCore.com. And so- Every time I'm about to start editing, I just imagine
2: that the theme from Top Gun is playing... And I've got <laughs> steam coming out. <laughs> you always I have walk. steam coming out. I always got steam coming Most out. Most people don't know as that. As I walk to my laptop, <laughs> I turn it on. I put my flight jacket on. Everything. I'm. It's It's. It's so cool to be a member of the Editor Corps.
0: <laughs> and it's going to be cool for you. Check it out over at editorcore.com. Perspectivereview.com. Those of you that are looking for perspective reviews of classic Uber Geek movies, make sure you check out perspectivereview.com where Nick and I and a, a whole host of other giant program. host, growing core of people there also that are giving perspective reviews of some of the greatest movies in movie history. Check it out over at perspectivereviews.com. Um something that we're finishing out right now is actually the two guys talking Star Wars perspective reviews of all of the original Star Wars films. A very exciting time where everybody is with the false. PerspectiveReview.com. Nick, I've drug out the housekeeping as long as inhumanly possible. It's time. Can to... we do more, please? <laughs> okay. No, just kidding. We're not going to do that. <laughs> Let's get straight to the review of the last episode. I forgot the title already again. And
2: finally, Black Bolt That's
0: right. Also known as It's Finally Over. It's the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast focusing on Marvels and Humans.
3: Sponsored by Acoustica's Mixed Craft Recording Software, Blogger's Bug, and the St. Charles Office Center.
0: Wouldn't the dome system have some sort of fail safe to prevent someone from doing exactly what Maximus is doing? I hate it when we have to jump to things like this because it's again fallen into squarely into trope slash suicide button, no. or a dead man switch. Right. And and I hate that. Somewhere inside the magnificent system that is protecting, you know, this ginormous base on the backside of the moon, there should be a fail-safe inside of the programming for this that, by the way, Karnak would have designed that makes sure that somebody can't do this. Well, it's quite possibly that somebody
2: before Karnak designed it, somebody generations before. Here's, Karnak's dad. Here's my problem. I believe that it's all run on Windows 98. <laughs> The real, the real reason mm-hmm. why I believe Maximus was able to get away with this is because, sadly, power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. You would think with a hierarchy, the king is supposed to be infallible. So therefore, on Adelan, if the king, which is now Maximus, if the king says or programs something to happen, it's going to happen, which is
0: stupid, especially for an alien race. I don't know. I just I kind of look at the programmer that is then going to acquiesce to the command of, I need all the power to kill everybody. Would you mind doing it faster?
2: Eh. Eh. Well, in, in dialogue, we already find out nobody did it. It was, it was Maximus himself. Right, I know. Because remember,
0: there's the flaw. Eh. There's always
2: the flaw.
0: Sick of the flaw. Sick of tropes is what I'm sick of. He's a member of the royal family. And brilliance goes out the window. You'll note that in the last two episodes ago, there was a single note of brilliance that happened, and it's when they use the lie of Karnak knows everything, Mm -hmm. except that he doesn't because he's broken, except that we don't tell
3: anybody about that. Right.
0: That was brilliant. Mm -hmm. That's all completely erased inside of this episode. (laughs) With with the words spoken, he's a member of the royal family. He instantly becomes stupid and nobody cares about any of it and throw him in a room. Yeah. Hated it. I want to go to the moon slash Adelan. Is now the time to foster anything in the way of a moon visit favor? (laughs) Medusa's inside of this incredibly passionate sentence where she's talking about the destruction of her and her family and the tide that's turning. And in the middle of that, Lucille Ball, whatever. What is her name? I don't even know her name anymore. It's uh, Louise.
2: Louise. Louise, thank you.
0: She decides that it's time to ask for the favor of, would you mind taking me to the moon quick? I could really use a moon getaway real quick. Would you mind? Yeah. Uh, no. How How about, that's not important. How about shut up and help me because all the people on the moon are going to die?
2: Uh, again, this is, this. Th- now we have a ticking clock. A possible ticking clock. This is a possible ticking clock. Because it's not the dome is going to fail. It's the dome could fail if Maximus doesn't. Go his rescan hand. his hand. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. So they're planning for a possible evacuation. Right, a possible evacuation. Right. right. Wouldn't it be more interesting, a little bit more compelling, a little bit more, you know, doom, if they had to play? We have to have an evacuation.
0: The concept of peril. All of this.
2: All there is no peril. There's right. there's there's possibility of peril if things don't go well in quote-unquote, the negotiations.
0: Right. The concept of no peril is what has impregnated every single bad episode of any television program or movie ever. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have peril, you have absolutely no interest. And that is what this scene fostered. I hated it. Is Gorgonzilla going to stomp himself to death again? All right, so Gorgonzilla, the... The rabid, now not so dead guy. <laughs> he wakes up and gets all angry inside the Hulk angry room, and inside the Hulk angry room, and begins stomping. And I'm like, okay, so is he going to bring the ceiling down on himself again and kill himself again? And would it make any difference because they just revive him again?
2: So he can just be dumber
0: again, again, even deeper dumber.
2: I don't know how many times I can say it in the review of this show. Oh please say it again. But it's, please. it's it's to the point. It's to the point right now. Here we are. Eighth episode. This is it. We're done. This
0: is it. Oh, hold on. I uh, want to pause that. Th- guys, this is
2: it. Th- th- this is it, everybody. <laughs> If is you no didn't know it out. This is it.
0: There is no tie back through to the to the Agents of Shield program. There's nothing inside of the Marvel Cinematic Universe waiting to happen on the silver screen. This is it. This is the last episode. This is the last 43 minutes of Valhalla for the Inhumans.
2: And as of recording this review, there has not been an option to renew.
0: <laughs> there will not be an option.
2: Marvel's in humans for a second season.
0: <laughs> there will be an option to option this podcast as the official agents of Shield podcast, but before there will ever be anything oh in humans yeah. again.
2: but that's a, that's the thing. And I want you to remember <laughs> that folks listening to us going forward from right this from from this moment on, there is no option for a season two. Now, of course, that could change at the very last minute. Stop it. Season it, it, people. Uh, again, it could change at the very last minute. But usually where a show like this is concerned, halfway through your season, you know whether or not the, the studio knows whether or not they're going to want another season. We haven't got that. Now, here's my problem. This episode specifically acts like, oh, yeah, we've got a second season coming because nothing gets resolved. <laughs>
0: A wave makes Gorgonzilla sleepy time. I realize that this character has appeared sometime in the last seven episodes. Yeah. A, what, yeah. Who the hell is that? Uh, That's Wavy Wave Man. And Wavy Wave Man waves his arm and rabid Gorgonzilla falls over.
2: Actually, I've looked it up. I know who this character is. This character's uh, this, The character's name... Uh, in uh, uh, I do believe in the classic Cree speech. It's called sleep.
0: <laughs>
2: yes, this is the guy that this is the guy that neutered poor Lockjaw. This is the guy that made <laughs> Medusa's hair
0: stop wiggling around so she could get shaved. Was that that was Scott Buck in costume? Then is that what uh, you're yes, telling me? Yes, it's definitely it Scott is. Buck. It's Scott Buck in costume. Amazing. Our showrunner has a cameo.
2: Amazing Scott Buck. Scott Buck, also known as awesome.
0: Sleep! Did all of the Kingsguard get stormtrooper powers during the Genesis Project? Because they all suck at shooting. So they all get overtaken instantaneously by one or two people. And it is depicted time and time again inside of this series. So the only superpower that they acquired was the one that was generated by the Empire's white stormtrooper folk. It's terrible.
2: How dare you use this show (laughs) to foster your... Two guys talking Star Wars efforts. Oh, you Mike see Wilkerson. through
0: my veil of intentions. <laughs> that's my superpower, though, is to be able to allude to everything I talk about inside this ultra crappy show to refer to something that's good and holy.
2: <laughs> you know, really, the only, the only, the only kind yeah. of excuse can ever be made for for the <laughs> lackluster. Ability of the palace guards is the fact that they have never had a situation that they had to uh, to do. I get, you should even though you've never had experience, you're still supposed to have training, and there is a difference between training and experience. We know this.
0: After terogenesis, you are supposed to be a master of your craft. I know this because I've seen it. I have foreseen it.
2: Well, unless their terogenesis is supposed to be, I'm I'm trigger happy gun guy. Then maybe, but I don't think they all had the
0: same it's Yeah, I, I've got nothing. It's
2: terrible. I've got,
0: I've got, got nothing. Got nothing. I've I got, got nothing. I got nothing more than you got. Gorgonzilla needs help with acting. Inside of our last episode, I tried giving the guy credit, and I desperately want to.
2: Less is I'm more. sorry. Less it's is terrible. more.
0: Oh, there's so little here. There's nothing to talk about, man. It's terrible.
2: No, the problem this is that... Is, is
0: terrible. That
2: the problem in this episode is there's no real definition of what's wrong with him. He's there, <laughs> but he's
0: not there. He doesn't need a definition. I, l- l- hold on just a second. this thing on? I just want to make sure this thing is on. He's dead I, I is I, the I, problem. I get it. And you know what? <laughs> I, I know,
2: especially with these last two episodes... We've kind of poked fun to try to make it more interesting because the show to. really sucks. <laughs> yes, but in in the vein of wanting to actually try to convey some knowledge to the listeners, less is more. And I believe that had the actor been given an idea of what the hell was wrong with him, besides the fact that you've just been brought back from the dead... That's not just what's wrong worry, with him. Nothing to worry about that. Because he keeps going back and forth between Hulk smash, I'm sorry, Gorgon smash and, oh, I, I'm sorry. i sorry, I can't help myself sometimes. W- what's that about? He's in there, but he's not in there. What we should have had is a definite tonal change for the character. If you're going to be angry and destructive, then do it all the time. If, you, if there's supposed to be some part of Gorgon left in there, sh- fine, but that also has to be represented in the new persona. None of this going back and forth because now we don't know where to land. We, as an audience, don't know where this character is going to land uh, tonally. So moving forward, I guess Karnak's going to, this is going to be a whole of mice and men type of thing with Karnak and Gorgon?
0: I, I, well, I want to
2: pet the bunny, Karnak.
0: <laughs> there's two big problems with that. One is that it's the last episode. That's the one big thing. Here, hold but on, they have on, on. the balls to think that they're going to get a second hold, hold episode. On. Here is the second big problem. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I well, don't care. I don't carry the weight. There's
2: that, I guess, if.
0: Yes. Again, we get back to the Starship Voyager problem. The Starship Voyager's cruising through space, and the only people that find themselves on it are the characters of Marvel's Inhumans. Nobody cares! Nobody cares at all! On the death of your parents, your gift now makes perfect sense. You're the only one that can protect us from this. Our greatest enemy. And in walks Maximus, but what is the elder dude talking about? Believe it or not, it only took him eight episodes to make a plot point. Oh my goodness, Marvel!
2: Eight freaking episodes.
0: Scott Buck, well, congratulations. That's just outstanding.
2: You, you know what I know you're being I know you're being facetious but here's the thing this is bullshit you can't pull this in the last episode Oh yes you can because you are running under the assumption that you have a second season Okay let's pretend for a second that this show had a chance but let's pretend we lived in a world where <laughs> second seasons aren't guaranteed and you have to tell a story maybe you leave some dangling things at the end but finish Your main story. I I hate to keep bringing this back up because it wasn't that bad of a show, especially compared to this. But Agent Carter
0: Season 2. Agent Carter Season 2 ended on huge cliffhangers. Giant. In fact, I I remember what we talked about in regard to that, and it reminded me of this, too. Inside of that season, you know what happened? I think, and I think we talked about this, I think they built in the cliffhanger so that they Mm -hmm. would foster a third season. And so if that's what happened here, fail. Huge Giant fail. fail. Huge fail. Giant fail. The bottom line here is that I am interested in knowing what this other thing that you protect us from is. Absolutely. And guess what? No soup for you. Gorgonzilla's breakthrough moment. Not really. You've already referred to this, so you kind of blown it out of the water. But it's when he's not just... Uh, uh stompy stomp. Uh, I
2: want out of this round room
0: <laughs> Oh okay well, You so will you... not cage the great Gorgonzola <laughs> I will not attack the door where there would be weaker spots than this giant cement parapet that you designed to brave itself against the most powerful voice on ever. Uh. <laughs> Just dumb It's beyond dumb and and guy that was Gorgonzilla, you look dumb. You will look dumb inside this whole episode. I don't know how, to, how else to tell you. Out goes the window for us getting some sort of credential or bumper that we'll be able to use from that actor about this television program. But yep. It was terrible. It was just terrible. A conversation with Eldrak. Why is he helping the royals? And the sad answer is that because we don't have another option written. That's the answer. You can't tell me that Maximus can go, wait a second, I'm going to use the technology of what's built here to destroy the dome unless my hand is yanking on my private parts every hour. And Eldred or Eldrack just says, oh, well, hold on a second, I'm going to let all these people beam out of here so that that doesn't impact them. I, I, that's a that's a total rub. Maximus would have said, Eldrack, do nothing to help anybody but what I say. If he's the maniacal... Fiendish caring only about himself ruler that we know he's supposed to be inside this episode. There's no way that he'd have just let eldrak able to help them. And it's just no way. I, I I can't get by it. True. Well can't get by and it.
2: this is this is what's wrong with the character of Maximus is that he's way too cocky to think that nobody would help the royal family after all the lies that he's spewed to the people of Adeland. Now, where Eldrac is concerned, Eldrac has proven that he doesn't give a damn. In the first two episodes, when Oren was going to Earth, you know, he's like, "No, I don't want to. It hurts." No, you will, or I will destroy every member of your family. I think he has more of a soft spot for the royal family, especially Crystal, because it was Crystal who, who said, "We're going to need your help," and he was like, "All right, hey, Foxy Lady, I'll no problem. You right. asked, you asked nicely." Right. Right. I don't think he gives a damn about what Maximus has to say. Well,
0: you know what, though? He ought to give a damn. You know why? Guess why? who gets no talkie forever now? Eh. <laughs> just, again, the, the, the dangling chads that are supposed to mean nothing are just incomprehensible K-rails in the middle of the storyline. I don't get it. Do the people attacking Black Bolt have any appreciation of their former king being silent? This is something that I continue to try to get over. If you knew that with an utterance you would turn into less than the Sarah Connor dreamed paper people in Terminator 2 and you end up not killing your king whom you're trying to hurt slash punch slash whatever, do you not now have an appreciation that he only threw you into a cell and locked it up behind you? Because... In an instant, although there's no budget to showcase it, it's where it would have to happen off screen, where he just goes, and you hear the echo, and then you hear like the flittering of paper slash burned people. I, it's another tilt moment on the on the whole episode. You know what was the plan for those people? Quick, you, get you, the king. You,
2: you assume there's a plan in the where the writing hey. is
0: concerned. <laughs> I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt as deep as we are in this episode and there wasn't any and, and so I had to drift towards do they really have any appreciation of what the king is doing for them i.e. it's not time for him to go <clears throat> and everybody dies because that's all it would take he leaves the crack of that door open and just goes <coughs> and everybody dies you are puddin'. that's it and he doesn't do that and so do they have any appreciation of Maybe it's not nearly as bad as we thought. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 maybe I'm just thinking too much. I hate that. Uh, I hate you that when you, I th- you, I think may, than... you
2: may be thinking too much where this show is concerned. If this was the comic book, you'd be right on.
0: Okay. Where mm. the
2: character is concerned. But again, like I've said in several episodes past, spotty. The character development is spotty. We don't yeah. know what? what a character would really do.
0: Where are the other people that have the separatists slash we don't like the royals anymore opinion. Because you can't tell me there were seven of them. That's crap. Well, evidently
2: there were, and they were all locked up.
0: Well, they all First they all fought the former king, then they all got locked up. Eh. It's frustrating. Wait a minute. The Genesis chamber is broken and the crystals are gone? Okay, so game over
2: yeah well most most of most of game over yeah maximus's ultimate goal to become inhuman has has been stopped because all the terrigen crystals have been taken off of the moon out of out of atalan and the chamber is broken but i I could have sworn there were like multiple chambers Well, there's at
0: least two you know that there's at least two and, and now so, I mean, I think dead if, slash not quite dead, Gorgon Had he, had he a, a, Doctor, a crystal, I think
2: he would have been able to be fine, because there was another chamber. But with all the crystals gone, yeah, it's, it, that's it.
0: Okay. Talking tech. Uh, our chance to talk about tech this time, we're focusing on address all of Adelan. Put me on dome vision. Awesome. In episode eight. <laughs> Just,
2: uh. You know, actually, no, I'm, I took this as this is what he's been doing the entire time. Anytime we've ever seen that little like floating view screen thingy, floating hollow vid that would appear whenever he's talking to people, I would assume that. It was also supposed to be projected on the dome as well. We just never saw it because, hey, guess what? This show doesn't have any fucking budget left over because <laughs> of all the time we spent in Hawaii shooting on IMAX cameras.
0: All I can tell you is this. My culmination of everything Talking Tech inside this episode is focusing on two-thirds of the word dumb <laughs> in the word dome. Dome.
2: We're not even going to give you the option to talk about your favorite tech, folks.
0: <laughs> there's, no, there's no there's point. no, there's no there's point. There's no real point. There's no real point, especially because of the other talking tech that I'll talk about. Although, you know what? This is a great... This, this would be a great little Easter egg underneath where we usually ask for the audience input. The other talking tech moment has to be talked about. As the dome begins to crumble, if I'm not mistaken, the 8-bit characters... Of Galaga
2: <laughs>
0: and Pac-Man begin to appear on the dome, <laughs> and I'm like, looks like it so looks like it, a
2: game of Dig Dug.
0: It does. It looks totally like a game of Dig Dug. <laughs> but like Dig Dug, after he dies and he's all... you know, you know, <laughs> it's just gotta love that futuristic dump. alien technology. Yeah, alien technology that, especially when it's failing, looks like an eight-bit video game. It just. <laughs> I'm I'm so perplexed. It plexes me. It plexes me. <laughs> Giving the director lockjaw by seeing lockjaw. Why is he so surprised? Uh, I just have a quick question, Nick. If you are the director of insert name of organization, I've forgotten because it was episode one and I didn't really care.
2: Callisto Aerospace. I is that who that voice. guy was? Callisto. No,
0: no, no. He's not the director, though. He was the
2: guy running the facility for the boss. We never get to meet the boss. I
0: don't care. All right, anyway, so that guy's all bowled over by a giant bulldog. But uh, hold on a sec. You've nothing to say about the Avengers and the events of New York. Right. So you'll buy the giant floaty whale thing that has tech armor and attacks New York City that has to be defended by the Avengers... But you're not okay with the giant bulldog that transports people.
2: Well, Got it. I, well, I, I don't see how any of that is related. Was, was he there at New York? No, but he's surely seen video. Oh, okay, but, but video of something is completely different than being there. And here's the thing. It's not like he's seeing aliens. He doesn't believe that Medusa's an alien. He doesn't believe that she's from the moon. It takes Lockjaw teleporting in. A giant teleporting bulldog
0: I, I, for him to believe. I, I get it, dude. I just so I, you know, he has hey, that look, wow moment. Look, The Hulk, look, giant film look, reel. Giant freaking
2: dog just appeared. <clears throat> I'd be in wow, even even if I was Rick Jones, who anybody who reads Marvel comic books knows. Rick Jones was the teen sidekick for the Marvel universe. He hung around Bruce Banner and the Hulk. He's the whole reason why Bruce Banner turned into the Hulk. Rick Jones was the one that uh, Bruce Banner saved. And then later on, he became Captain America's sidekick for a while. And then later on, he was Captain Marvel's sidekick for a while. I would still be in amazement had a giant dog just appeared by me. The thing that you're not focusing on, Wilkerson, is (laughs) during this scene, they keep on saying that they have to talk to the boss. They have to talk to the boss about moving everybody from Adelan onto Earth. Got to talk to the boss. Got to clear it by the boss. Got to see what the boss has to say. Who the fuck is the boss?
0: <laughs> I, I don't know. It's clearly
2: not Scott Buck. That's right. We don't know. Because <laughs> guess what? This episode ends. And we don't know who the boss is still. What? See, I, I don't was care. expecting. I we was don't actually. Care though. No, no, we no. Don't care. At this point, I was like, "Oh, are you finally going to try to redeem yourself? Are so, we going uh, to have? Is a, that going to
0: be the second built-in? Are built we going to have a
2: Colson cameo here? Are we going to have a Nick Fury cameo here? Hell, I'll even take Maria Hill.
0: <laughs> are we
2: going to have somebody who is somebody that the ties The boss.
0: Well, the answer is: Are is this? Are they somehow going to tie it into the Marvel universe? The answer is no. <laughs> not, <laughs> Absolutely you know what? Not. I hope not. <laughs> this, this show this, is so bad I hope <laughs> there not there is nothing that ties this show to, if, if you would have seen this show and the word inhuman had never been mentioned inside of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this could have been one of those terrible series that was on sci-fi yes. and nobody would care and they would, would laugh I, their I ass agree, off yes. they'd go dude dude did you see the giant bulldog Oh man, it was great! And did you see the the uh, the blonde haired uh, bimbo? What's her name? And the and the so called super. Pets. She's a really that? nice lady. And Crystal, I think her name is. Man, she's loony, just crazy. That's what we'd be talking about instead of something tethered somehow to Marvel only by a small red logo at this point.
2: Problem is, is that I have seen better things on the Sci-Fi Channel.
0: <laughs> I know you have, dude. I would watch Sharknado all of them <laughs> before I would ever go back to this property. It's terrible. <laughs> Aren't the crystals poison to humans in general? F- uh,
2: if facts. We, if what we are we are talking about? Facts. Oh yeah, because nobody <laughs> nobody watched Agents of Shield at all. Uh, why does Coulson have a robotic hand now? Oh, let me think. Oh, because he was holding a Terrigen crystal. So. So you're telling me that the moon crystals are safe to be held by human hands, I don't know. but the ones that were actually on Earth kept by the the folks in afterlife, those can't be touched by human hands without either a starting pterygenesis or b
0: killing you. Yeah. So again you well, can, we are, you we can hear my white hot hate rising as we get closer to We the are end a of this reasonably episode. obscure podcast in the podcast space of talking about a comic book program. <sighs> and if we remember it, was it too much to ask the writers give us something solid and the answer is absolutely not. <laughs> Dad's ashes get to go to the moon Awesome Cool But I don't don't care care. I mean I I literally don't care I I, I don't care I don't care at all about Louise's character Except for somehow needing to get a nod From the non-presidential Wouldn't be able to make the decision person anyway Process I care nothing about what's going on there He's in there somewhere. What can we say about how poor a representation and portrayal of this is? It's terrible. Yeah. The guy playing Gorgon in this is a terrible portrayal of acting. It's, it's there's nothing to do. He, he is uh, either given no inspiration or no direction or. Why don't you give us something different? Or maybe they, the budget ran out and they didn't have time for other takes or something. But it was so terrible all the way across. There was never a time where I go, boy, that's kind of touching. I take that back. There was a time when it was touching when when Karnak is talking to him and being impassioned. And I enjoyed that a lot. It was great. And then the the dumpy presence back in general, it killed everything that was passionate about that scene. All of it.
2: Yeah, like I said, the the fact that we have not established exactly what is going on, why we brought him back to begin with at all is kind of stupid. Don't bother killing the character off then. Don't do that so that we have all this silliness, this stupidness. I would have rather seen three episodes ago, I would have rather seen Gorgon take out Mortis, be victorious, and then return with everybody else to the moon to be a part of this grand plan to take back the throne. Instead of this, oh, I'm sorry, I can't control myself sometime. Maybe if you gave me a Snickers bar? (laughs) What, is Gorgon hangry or something?
0: (laughs) I don't know. It's terrible. It is. it's, it's, It's terrible. It's bad writing, it's bad acting, and it's a piece that I wish I could just scrub from memory. The only way it could have possibly gotten worse is if he looks squarely into the camera through the bottom of his eyebrow and he goes, I, I am the Iron Fist. <laughs> Medusa wants to give Maximus just one last chance. You and I talked about this for about six minutes and said the last episode, so I don't know how much longer to wax philosophic on it. But, Really? <laughs> Which show has Arin been watching because Maximus doesn't care at all that you've, quote, guaranteed safety of anyone? We talked about this inside the last episode at length as well. But I wanted to reiterate again that anything that is a deal that's made by Maximus has to be completely suspect. And if it's not completely suspect, you reduce every single potential ounce of potential peril to nothing. To dust. Nothing.
2: Yeah, at this point in time... I mean, I get the fact why he's allowing her... Go ahead, walk away. I I, I grant you free passage. Leave before it's too late. Playing on the emotions. Sure, okay, you had a thing for when you were kids. You're jealous of your brother. You're jealous of your brother.
3: Ooh!
2: Motivations! The the whole... I've... You know, Oren guaranteeing safety for both parties... During this second parlay. Parley. Parley. Uh,
0: If you're going to say the word right, you may as well say it correctly.
2: I'm going to say it parlay.
0: (laughs) Hope there's not a voice authorization lockout on the whole dome goes kerflooey system. So how about that? This is way even before I knew where the end was going to go, but eventually it's got to get to where there's two people left, right? And it wouldn't have been terrible that the only system unlock that will work is the voice of the true king. The problem is that if the true king uses his voice, he would destroy the dome, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So again, not writing inside the box to make it sound more interesting, but that is thoroughly more interesting than anything that we got towards the end of the episode.
2: It's more interesting than, oops, I was too late, and uh, my handprint didn't work. Harley, And it's, uh, yep, yeah, it's gonna blow. <laughs>
0: dumb dumb a crystal for stepping down and saving Adelan is her talking down moment so I like the throwing of the crystal smashy okay that was pretty cool but the rest of it Uh, again when we try to put what I must apply common sense to the villain because he'll obviously understand common sense Uh, no he won't that's why he's the villain so I th- that whole giving him a second, third, fourth and fifth chance, that whole being soft and, you know, we can't really kill him because blah, no. Yeah. It, it makes for a completely uncompelling storytelling uh, across the board.
2: And sadly, this goes into the category of there there are a lot of fans out there, a lot of, a lot of movie critics who aren't just fans of comic books or, or anything like that, just fans of storytelling in general. Mm-hmm. Marvel the Marvel Cinematic Universe is is known in some circles as having some of the weakest villains out there. Mm-hmm. And I I agree. Not all of the villains in the movies have been great villains. Even done right, a one-note villain can be awesome. Oh yeah. Sadly, Maximus is going to be put into the category of who who gives a fuck. <laughs>
0: who is Maximus actually allowing access to Domecam? are you in charge of the place or are you <laughs> no, not I don't get it I I don't get it it's like somebody got a so, I've gotta, got I've got
2: one of my slap bracelets we can better
0: it's better than that look <sighs> uh, the uh, I went through the doctor's belongings and he had something called a Amazon fire TV. and we were able to connect to the dome cam everything is fine attention adalan we kick ass maximus doth not kick ass
2: (laughs) brought to you by ruku
0: awesome (laughs) i just i don't get it this the the tired seesaw we're not entirely sure what's happening and why and by the way don't pay attention because it doesn't really matter okay no but it should matter of course it should matter. it should matter if if
2: maximus if maximus is dumb enough not to have once he took over to change all of the access codes to where only he can access anything right why didn't he do that right people should not be able to go oh well put me on the dome i i'm important
0: too right right right. absolutely what That, that is insanity and i did not understand at all why there is anybody but Maximus on the screen going, all of you must be so happy that I am your king as opposed to my idiot brother who can't even speak. You know, some, something, th- that same tawdry TV. You want something like, even
2: more simple? Yeah. He should have a little, he, he, his little slap bracelet, he should have a button to where it cuts the feet off of the dome. Boom. Sure. Yeah. He should have yes. that power.
0: Not only that, he should go, computer, please disable the dome cam except for me. <laughs> computer. Earl Grey Hot would have been Earl better. Earl Hot. <laughs> Why can't Maximus try to stabilize the dome for an hour? <laughs> I get that eventually they get to the point where Medusa's prophecy of, you know, it may be that we come to the point where he can't stop the doom. I get that. But the fix inside of all of this would have been to acquiesce to what Maximus says. Oh, okay, no problem. Well, I'll tell you what, we give up. We'll be over here having some, some dry food. You go and apply your fist to the hole upstairs and and everything will be fine for the next hour. We'll figure it out, cool. Yes, the path of least resistance to making sure that the dome doesn't fall should have been the first path of resistance. And that it wasn't is alien. I don't get it. Black Bolt stayed behind. Okay. Reasonably prophetic. Because of,
2: of, you know, script.
0: (laughs) Uh, Reasonably Shakespearean, okay. I get it. A brotherly face-off.
2: Because it had to happen.
0: Yes. Yes, and...
2: People expected it to happen. Yes. What did we get out of it?
0: Nothing. And that's why I am going to add that I got nothing from the brotherly face-off in general. That's why you should know the truth. Okay. So we're going to get
2: two of these. We're going to get... Ooh, your powers are now revealed to me because of our greatest enemy and... Hey, guess what? It's yeah. my fault you killed our parents. <laughs> Oopsie, <laughs> so sorry. This is what I get for pulling a prank. I'm not good with pranks.
0: So sorry about. I'm the not known prank as Maximus the prankster. Parents, so sorry. Yeah, about that whole parent killing thing. So sorry.
2: Because that wow. wasn't that w- we never talked about it until right now. Had Medusa in one line of dialogue said something after they had been reunited on earth think about it think about it black bolt do you really want to sacrifice your brother consider what your parents were going to do to you would you want to do that to him Ooh, interesting now we have some we have some mystery and then and we some lo- tie through uh, yeah and then boom we lay this on there that would have
0: been interesting yeah
2: oh but no 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 we didn't get that i
0: Again, it's like there were two or three different teams of people that were writing and nobody nobody went to lunch together or something I I, I, I don't understand the, the the Bob
2: you write page 1 through 10 <laughs> Susie you write 11 through 15 mr. Buck would you like to would you like to take a couple pages <laughs> yes I'll take page 22 31 <laughs> 45 and 50
0: Again, you and I have just, inside of a reasonably obscure podcast on the internet, come up with something that would have grandified at least a point inside of this. And I don't get it. I don't get it how we can strike some sort of almost animate gold and nothing like that could have been thought of. I don't get it. Doomed to eternity at the center of a dead moon. Yes, for those that are curious... That's me trying to shoehorn yet another Star Trek reference inside of this series. Buried alive.
3: Buried alive. (laughs)
0: Maximus! (laughs) Something, something of any interest at all. I don't have to
2: kill you. I've hurt you. And I want to keep on... Hurting you.
0: (laughs) Something. Even if they cut to just scenes of that. Uh, That would have been more interesting than what we see inside of this.
2: I would rather spend the next hour just (laughs) quoting Rathacon (laughs) with you.
0: Yes. Than than continue this uh, review. I would would (laughs) cry. I would smile. I would be engaged more during just that little epic between you and I. From Adelan's heart, I stab at thee. (laughs) All of that. All of that would be awesome. Instead, we're given this, and I, I, I understand the poeticness of, okay, so he is trapped in the bunker underneath everything, with an inexhaustible amount of air, with food to live quote forever. Bl- I, I guys, I get it. Well, the fact that I they telegraphed it. it to us early
2: in the episode when he made Psychic Boy <laughs> tell him is, you will be you, the undisputed ruler yeah. of Adelant and where is Black boat Gone. Okay, so this was another case of you say, telling him what he wanted to hear. You weren't lying, but you weren't saying, you're the ruler of nothing. There's there's right. nobody it's here. He,
0: I, I want to talk about Psychic Boy for a while, because we totally okay. glossed over him over the last several yeah, episodes. Yeah, because he's so interesting. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about him because a couple of things. The first time he gets caught in a the lie, and they end up killing name of character that nobody cares about because you can't remember it. Okay, there's your one. Why wouldn't he do it again though if it was right? And then there's some consequence potential, which equals peril. yeah, and peril is a good thing and that's that's what I didn't understand is that eventually uh, after long after you and I are dead and Marvel revisits the inhumans <laughs> they, <laughs> <laughs> there will be another visit back to back to the moon to have Black Bolt become the undisputed king and there will be a face off between the two of them in which he gets put in prison or whatever the hell it's going to be but you know it, i would have rathered that he knew that it was not going to happen and lied to him again because it's right and that lends itself to integrity and that's what's missing there is a bunch of integrity that's completely missing inside the series yeah so before you all just get on your get on your i see so you hate the show you don't don't even watch the show you don't care at all Before anybody gives gives us email like that, just remember that I said things like the word integrity, and I mean it truly. The integrity of a character should stand even up to the efforts of someone like Maximus, especially someone like Maximus, that over the course of the last 39 minutes of this episode has gone from, I am king, you will do as I say, to nobody, ends up being there alone, nobody stayed with him, nobody said, hey, you know what? I'm following the other king because I don't like you guys. Nobody did that. He's the only dude there. Him and Eldrak, they get to play Pong for the next forever. Nobody else is there. Yeah, but he can't go up
2: to the surface where Eldrak is, so it doesn't matter. Eldrak suffocated. He's dead.
0: Eldrak, <laughs> Eldrak gone. See, they are really terrible royals. Maximus has left atop a throne that's rubble. And flashing, directionless light, much like this entire series. I wish that I could provide a a more succinct end of vision for this episode, but that's it. That is what we see over the course of that pullback from the moon where the wall has been dropped. That is what I consider this entire series. It is a left in rubble wall that used to be a throne with flashy lights. That's it.
2: Suffocating because there is no air or atmosphere. Slowly asphyxiating, dying
0: alone. Waiting for the next moon mission. Um, quick question How long to build another dome device?
2: I guess it depends on uh, who the contractor is. Uh,
0: <laughs> I only thought about this after the series was ended, but I did think of it, so I wanted to make sure I put it in here. All right, so the dome is failing, slash, it's not going to work, slash, Maximus has boned all of us. All right, so there is no backup. Okay, check, checkbox. Who built the thing? Okay, long dead probably, maybe. Don't generations know. ago, yeah. Okay. So you mean to tell me that there is no Chief O'Brien-style character inside of this entire planet or this entire moon base where there is no fix-it guy that he might even look at the thing or try and build a, a backup or, hey, I've got an idea. Let's leave Maximus in the palace. Everybody goes downstairs, and then we figure out how to get out of here later. And if we don't, then we can all live downstairs where there's immeasurable air and immeasurable food and everybody lives. I don't know. Yeah, but Maybe. there's not enough room for everybody. You not don't know all 14. 40- there's only yeah. there's only 8 or 9 people in the place. What are you talking uh, about?
2: 1400 people, remember? But here's the thing that you really you you brought up a very interesting question though. Because we find out when we're introduced to the bunker in episode 7 that this was evidently the first structure that was built on the moon by their
0: ancestors. I feel like we learned it build- before then. Didn't we learn about the bunker before then? I thought we episode
2: did. seven, when they when they was went back only to 7? Yeah,
0: only episode seven. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I thought it was before then.
2: No, no. And if I'm wrong, hey audience, correct yeah. me. Yeah. But we learned that this was the first structure that was built on Adelan. So now Adelan was just built up. Th- th- that's what you're telling me. So how how was Adelan built? If there's no atmosphere on the moon, and how did the people how did the inhumans that were on Earth, who traveled to the moon to live in Adelaide, how did they get there?
0: No, no, we. I remember us talking about something like this, because where I went for direction was this. Okay, so let's say right now, I might even said these same words. Let's say right now, you and I choose that, okay, in 30 years, we're going to live on the moon, period. Okay. okay. Now, it's not reasonable to think that you and I are going to somehow get to the moon in 30 years. Right. But if we were going to make a plan, what is the plan going to, to to consist of? Other than somehow getting a rocket and leaving Earth's atmosphere. Okay, so there's got to be other plan. Well, you got to put that plan in place. Right. So, like, there's going to be small bases, or tents, for lack of a better term, that need to appear on the moon that have habitable space for humans because we need air to breathe, just like the inhumans need.
2: And you're also going to need those ships that go back and forth from Earth to the moon to build that. Right. If they would have stuck with the comic book continuity, it's really simple. Adelan is a ship. It's that big, and it it does have the ability to travel. Mm-hmm. It traveled from Earth, hidden in the Himalayas, to the moon. Yeah, okay, it, that makes sense. I can wrap my brain around it because it is a Cree, It's an ancient Cree spaceship. This now makes me feel like, oh, our ancestors just, you know, b- b- loaded up the station wagon went to the moon and started <laughs> we, a construction
0: company we we I know we were we referenced <gasps> this it was early episodes too but I know we did reference it anyway but my, my, my gist there my gist here is that again you can't tell me that nobody in the compliment whether it was before or after Genesis, knew nothing about tech I, that I that is a total tilt moment mhm <laughs> The blue emblazoned throne beckons, for whom? All right, so here's yet another question.
2: Our greatest enemy.
0: That's what I'm. I, I'm
2: taking it as, as a signal. The way that Black Bolt was looking at Medusa, because they weren't talking, because he can't talk. Really? The way it's so was, interesting. The way I mean, he, We was, should base
0: a series on that.
2: Yeah, well, they did. I didn't have a problem with Black Bolt, I, except for the fact that you know we used vagina in in, in one <laughs> sign. But uh, the way oh, that this, Black
3: Bolt in You're this so one brash. episode, yeah,
2: in this one episode, you are given all these little like sprinkles of of doom, of uh, impending doom that you have to kind of scoop together to make some sort of an image. What I got out of it was ah. Okay, so Black Bolt now, you know, being from the royal lineage and his power, he is now the most powerful inhuman in Adelan. His power will protect us from our greatest enemy. We never find out who the greatest enemy is. It would appear that the destruction of Adelan kind of sends some sort of a signal because the throne, which has all those wacky Cree symbols that um, our Mr. Agent Coulson like to doodle all over the place a few seasons back, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're glowing. Mm-hmm. That is Cree technology right there. So one would believe one has to put put on your thinking cap and connect the dots that the inhuman's greatest enemy is the Kree. And we have evidence to back this up. Because in season, I want to say it was three of Agents of Shield, an actual Kree assassin the showed papers. up on Earth. Right. To kill inhumans. Luckily enough, we had Lady Sith along for the ride, and she, along with Agent Colson and his crack team, were able to stop that Kree assassin. It just shows that you, the you Kree, also Kree know out that there he didn't
0: designate which inhumans he was there to kill. Was just he there inhumans, to kill the pure inhumans. It was to kill was the
2: experiment, to... the failed experiment. Inhumans to the Kree, the inhumans were a failed experiment. All right. So they need to be wiped out. All right. Okay, so sure, this is interesting. This is this is peril. There is possible peril for the inhuman race. But guess what? Where these inhumans in are concerned, from Adelan? kill them all. I don't care.
0: I don't. <laughs> okay, I well, don't care. No, I, I don't think anybody does. That's the problem. Is that the, the other thing about peril is that peril then imparts pathos. And pathos inside of anything television-slash-streaming-entertainment-based is essential. Mm -hmm. Because if you do not care and you feel nothing for anything that you're watching, well, you kind of get where we are now. Yeah. Where is it the Inhumans are going to reside on Earth?
2: You'll have to wait until season two to find (laughs) out, Mike!
0: (laughs) I bring this up not to get political, but... I can tell you that they would not be welcome currently in current political climates in Hawaii. And so I'm uber curious to know where these illegal, literal aliens are going to go on planet Earth. And I want to tell you how sad it is that my last point that I'm speaking about inside this skeleton for this episode of this television program has nothing to do with anything asked or showcased Inside this eight-part television program that cost millions of dollars, spanned, what, tens of staff members, probably provided hundreds of jobs for people?
2: There's a dude in a broom closet.
0: (laughs) I'm the writer. Anyway, I'm super curious where and if slash how, because, I mean, bringing back Black Bolt to accidentally appearance out of an Agents episode, I can totally see something like that. Can't you? Maybe even three people. Or the main cast, where they're just, hello. Lockjaw shows up.
2: Rub a dub dub. Right, but you okay? Well, you've got two things going right now, and you haven't let me answer to, to talk about the first one.
0: Well, here, let me introduce another one. Just oh, kidding. You, Go ahead.
2: So, you want to talk about the political climate in, in Hawaii and things like that? Not you're, really. But right, but you mentioned it. Okay. Okay, I think you're, I think you're trying to put more emphasis on actual real issues on in this in this review. Then sadly <laughs> than there, there. there are there here's so the thing that's not the that's not the world that we live in that's a totally separate world dude in that Marvel cinematic universe there there probably isn't any political strife in Hawaii they don't have President Trump as their president you don't know that yes I do huh we've seen the president on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. oh Ah, uh huh. Hey, yeah. I've
0: been blinded by an eight episode series that left me blind at the episode. Well, you know what? Episode. Go clear your palate and go watch some, some, <laughs> some Agents of sea- some, S.H.I.E.L.D. Some, episodes. Some good episodes. <laughs> we
2: know this is a totally separate universe because they do not have, they well never said. had President well Barack I acqui- Obama. I, I, I acquiesce to your awesome. Okay, now to go to your second point. <laughs> I am now terrified. That a member of the royal family, if not Black Bolt himself, is going to show up in the new season (laughs) of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because, and here's why. I posted it to our Facebook page Mm -hmm. over at facebook.com forward slash S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast. Right. Just this past week, after the last episode, after episode eight, they finally showed a teaser trailer. Oh, they
0: did. It's only a
2: little over a minute long. Okay. But... Is it all this, kind of spoilerage in it? Well, I mean, we know where at least the first episode's going to take place. are going to have a space cover your ears, Wilkerson, while I tell the folks <laughs> okay, fine. who who probably <laughs> la, saw la, la, the la, 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 who 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 saw. La, 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 I can't talk if you're la sorry. la la. la. That, okay. that editing wise, that all doesn't right. work.
0: Yeah, too true.
2: The folks who were watching the episode and got commercials, yes, they saw this.
0: Oh, okay, all right. Well, this
2: aired it. during the final episode. Okay. We're getting we're getting some space and we're getting some Cree. Putting the picture together of Cree impending Doom for inhumans and then seeing, oh, Agent Colson and the Agents of Shield are facing some Cree baddies. I am now terrified that eventually at some point in time, all of this that just took place in the eight episodes that we watched endured will come to some fruition in this coming season and even though I love Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the writing has been top shelf for quite a few seasons I don't know how they're going to make what we just watched watchable watchable in a show that we absolutely love I want to hold out hope but as I said in our previous review all hope is gone where this show is concerned I could go uh, the rest of my life without ever seeing Black Bolt, Lockjaw, Crystal, or any of the other characters that were showcased in this show. Mm-hmm. Sadly. Mm-hmm. Again, has nothing to do with the <laughs> acting. Mm-hmm. Eh, a little bit of the acting. But mostly having to do with the writing and the way that the show was put together. Mm-hmm. To answer your question, sure, yeah. I, I, probably, I do expect to see Black Bolt in the new season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Do I want it? No, I don't. It's That's okay. where we ask you. Yeah. Are you interested in seeing these characters from this eight episodes of Awfulness make an appearance in our beloved Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Tell us now by going over to the website, that's agentsofshield.tv, click the contact button on the right side and let us know your feelings on the royal family appearing in season five of Agents
0: of S.H.I.E.L.D. Speaking of appearing in Season 5 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it's time for us to appear to take a break.
2: Good, because I need to take my blood pressure
0: medication. (laughs) I'll take a double dose. We'll be right back.
3: Wouldn't it be cool if your advertising could last forever? It can, with Perpetual Advertising. Thanks to perpetual advertising. Are you ready to change the way you and your company or organization advertises? Find out more and launch a unique perpetual advertising effort right now by visiting twoguystalking.com forward slash sponsors. It's a
2: situation we've all been in. Our younger selves tucked snugly in our beds. It's dark and peaceful quiet. Just as you're about to slip off to sleep, it happens. You hear a noise. A noise you can't explain. You pull the covers up to your nose as your eyes scan the murky blackness of your bedroom. You tell yourself it was only your imagination. Then it happens again. What is it? Where's it coming from? From the attic? From the closet? From under your bed? As a child, that feeling of terror seems to last a lifetime. Once we get older, our imaginations calm down and we begin to fear real things. We just ignore those silly sounds from the dark, don't we? The thrill of being scared can be intoxicating. Whether it's from books, film, music, or art, we know We have a safe and controlled way to get a good fright. Join me, Nicholas J. Hearn, and my guests as we dig deep in what really scares us all on Two Guys Talking Horror.
1: Thought about a career in voiceover? Need a great, cost-effective on-hold message for your organization or business? Don't know where to start? Check
2: out The Voice Farm, your one-stop shop for voiceover needs. Check it out now by accessing The Voice Farm at voicefarmers.com and see what difference can be made with a company that is truly outside the box. From The Voice Box, voicefarmers.com.
0: That's voicefarmers.com. Everyone, welcome back to a very heavily medicated Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast, reviewing the last ever showcase of the humans asterisk on ABC and Hulu streaming, focusing on the last episode that I won't bother to research the name of the episode because I don't care.
2: Why was I so angry earlier, Mike? I don't know. I I feel alright now. I do as well. That's fine.
0: (laughs) Every time we come back from our break at the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast, we open up our S.H.I.E.L.D. dossiers. Our S.H.I.E.L.D. dossiers is, frankly, where Nick and I get to let loose on this series some more. In case you haven't had enough, it's the let loose sandwich. No, just kidding. This is where we... Well, no, not really.
2: This is where we... We're kidding. Not really. Not really. (laughs) Not really.
0: (laughs) This is where we tell you where we really thought there were giant issues. And so, Nick, what did you think?
2: My S.H.I.E.L.D. dossier is filled with... About eight hours <laughs> of wasted time, really. When you think about it.
0: It's beyond that. It's beyond eight hours of wasted time.
2: Well, it's eight hours of watching it, and then... I don't look at us coming in here no, and reviewing this. People, either, people think, need think to about know. The,
0: think of all the time and effort you've just thought of this program. Yeah, yeah. And there's, it's, I, I, was just, I was just trying to explain to a friend of mine a podcast concept that I want to... It's essentially a, a growth spurt of a two guys talking podcast based on entertainment but based on any entertainment not just one program and beyond just conjuring more content that is two guys talking based the focus of it would be the value of time because having talked to about 80 different podcasters at the convention that i took the podcast bug to now three weeks ago Mm -hmm. the big ticket item that all of them said they wish they had more of wasn't money it wasn't knowledge, it was time. And so, if in a given week or a given month or a given year, you have X amount of time to provide to watching entertainment, wouldn't it be valuable if you could go to a podcast that told you not only what was decent and why, but exactly how much money you've spent to do that? The sample would be this program. This program, if you're watching via Hulu, is going to cost you at least $7.99 over the course of two months to watch the episodes
2: more if you decide to go for the no commercial option
0: right right which i have right so when you do that then you take on the value of what a 43 minute span of your time costs and then anything else that you do to foster that same effort like go corral your children to watch this god help you all of the time that you would take. Well, wouldn't it be cool if at the end of the podcast, you then go and you have a sum total of approximately 18 and a half dollars dedicated to this episode of insert name, a program. Did you think it was worth it? We thought it was worth it. Let us know what you think. and And it's done. In addition to having episodes like that, you'd also have the sage episodes of effective cord cutting and what you need to do or need to know before you actually consider doing it. I think all of those are absolutely viable podcast deals. Because they deal specifically in the monetization of your time, which is right. the whole goal. Anyway. So that was my SHIELD dossier recited by <laughs> Mike Wilkinson. Mike Wilkinson, thank you very much. My SHIELD dossier inside this episode is jacked full of lament. I knew at the onset of this podcast series, of reviewing this program, That I knew nothing at all about any of these characters except what Lockjaw kind of looked like. Because guess what? He looks like a big giant bulldog. And that's it. Other than that, I knew nothing of any of the characters. I I didn't know any of their names. Nothing. I I know nothing of it. I think that the depiction and the introduction of those have been done wonderfully inside of this podcast. I think that the conveyance of what we think about inside of this series, inside of this podcast, has been excellent. But what I will always continue to lament is knowing your reverence for the characters inside of this, this series, this, this show in the comic books and how I will never know any of it because I'm not going to go back and read the comics. If anybody, if anybody had not read the comics, there is one sure way to make sure that they will never go look at the comics. You want to know what that is? Watch hmm. this. Watch this show. Watch this show. And that's not what Marvel needs to be planning. I cannot imagine a writer's room and or a presidential room where we walk into it and whoever is in charge of this particular arm gets to go, you know what, let's make a substandard episodic series that depicts the Inhumans and make it terrible. I know that's not what happened in a room someplace. The problem was there was either no ongoing control bar that was inside of what was being created or there just were never reasonable expectations for what was going to be provided I E we have a budget of X we have eight episodes to make it happen here are the things that we can do based on the budget and go that I can totally see happening in every single room but nobody cared I I don't I don't care who we talk to who is going to go I'm incredibly proud of what we created for this series because I want to have them on the show, and I, I, I really do want to hear what you have to say. Yeah. Because I, I I know creative process. I know wanting to be proud of a property that you have. I know the reverence for incredibly classic comic book characters, and these aren't reasonably new characters. No, in these humans. are old characters. These are, these are sage classic characters that deserved way more than what they got inside of this, and that is Jack what my, Kirby
2: is rolling over oh, in his grave right now.
0: Yeah, and I would love to know—we'll have to search in In fact, that's maybe a goal for either the audience or you, to go and seek out what Stan thought of what's going on here inside this series. My guess is that it's not been documented, because I think Stan would look at this and go, there's a reason why I didn't appear in it. I don't know. I don't either. I don't either, but it's 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 totally Maybe. Fair. Maybe. The, anyway, the bottom line is that my dossier inside of it, especially this episode and really you could take and tuck this inside of any of my dossiers so far, including the empty one from last episode, is the lament. I I'm so very sorry that I'm never going to be able to experience these characters through a vision like you have. That's where we ask you guys, what's inside your dossier? Let us know what you think by going over to our website, that's agentsofshield.tv. Click anywhere on the right-hand side. Fill out the quick web form. And tell us what you think about what you're seeing inside of Marvel's and Humans. Ah, the rating. Something we've seen now eight times inside of this series with varying degrees of interest, success, and or laughing. The scale works thusly. 10 is on top of the heap. Fear not, true believers. This pinnacle you will never reach. A 1 is on bottom of the scale. Obviously, the bottom of the scale is exactly what it sounds like. It's the bottom of the scale. 7 is where everything starts as an average. The numbers go up with positives. The numbers go down with negatives. And folks, there are no Habsies. Nick, what do you got?
2: This is... Final episode of the eight-part opus that was Marvel's Inhumans. You know what? I've I've gone on and on. I've tried. I've tried to defend this show. I've tried to find the good in it. I've tried to expect better from it. And what has it gotten me? It's gotten uh, disappointment. Upset tummy. Yeah. Yeah. Too true. And I guess I guess it, you know where the laws of averages is concerned, there had to have been a, a flop somewhere, and I guess the Inhumans were it. Sadly, that's that's bad. I mean, the Inhumans are up there, legacy wise, where the comic books are concerned, with the Fantastic Four and the X Men mm-hmm. and the Avengers. Mm-hmm. But there's no getting around it. This this disjointed eight episodes of A story that led to moving, essentially? Eh, we're going to move to Earth. They're a ragtag bunch on the search
0: for something special.
2: It's the exact thing that Maximus wanted in the first episode. Let's move back to Earth. And what happened in the final episode? We all moved back to Earth. Except Maximus. The one guy who really wanted to go go to Earth Earth. Mm -hmm. doesn't get to go to Earth. But everybody else does. This episode of Marvel's Inhumans, I've got to rate it. It's a one. Leaving a bad taste in my mouth one.
0: I can remember vividly when Avengers came on the radar of everything Marvel. I think it was, I think there were whispers of it right after Iron Man came out. Mm Mm-hmm in that after a reasonably successful Hulk movie could be built, which it was, then Tony Stark was built, which it was, then a good solid Iron Man foothold, which it was, and then you start stacking on that early, I hate calling it phase one, but I don't have a better term right now. That's what it was. You got that early stacking, and then you knew that because of the success, because of the ability to pay off the effects, because of the ability to absolutely square-hole-peg characters that were movie depictions of what was on the page, true-heartedly, outright, Mm -hmm. that you knew Avengers was coming. And I have to be honest, again, about Avengers. I was not an Avenger collector by any stretch at all. And so hearing the wisps of they're going to have an Avengers film really sounded interesting to me because it would allow me to be baptized by something that was Marvel Comics based, that would then allow and springboard me back into something that was interesting on the written page. That is natural gravitation that Marvel is building for all of its characters inside of every franchise, and it should. It absolutely should propel people back to the comic book page so that you can go back and forth spending money. While buying the new movie tickets, while buying the new toys, while going and grabbing comics that you are inspired by, by watching the movies, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's how this is supposed to work. Right. So when we first got word of Inhumans, I naturally gravitate towards the Inhumans I think of inside of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. universe, which is the – as you eloquently, excellently put it, they are humankind with remnants of Cree slash inhuman DNA slash criteria inside of their bodies so that when exposed to uh, the Terrigen crystals, they transform in varying levels of success and awesome. Okay, fine, got it. That's not what's going on here. It has nothing to do with that. And a giant fail on the grade card of Marvel for explaining that. Had you and I not said that, I would have never gleaned that from what's going on. Right. Not ever. I, I would have never gotten it. Even after that, I think, reasonably square hole in a square peg uh, explanation from Dr. What's-His-Face inside of three or four episodes ago. I've forgotten when it was now. But even with that description, I would have never gotten what you said out of anything that we've seen in humans. I would have thought, wait, these. I don't understand how these people are like the ones that are the Inhumans on, on Earth. I don't get it. And it's because you're not supposed to get it because they're not the same. Right. Okay. That is a giant discovery moment that Marvel completely dropped the ball on. There's no question. The other thing that they dropped the ball on, and it's something that goes back to my dossier moment inside of this episode, is I'm never going back. I'm never going to go back to Black Bolt and characterness because I don't care. There was nothing depicted inside of any of these characters, even at their pinnacle moments of what we would call pinnacle moments. Inside this episode that would make me go and pick up a comic book about Black Bolt and the Black Bolt folk. It's not. There's nothing. And that is the break moment for what's going on inside of Marveldom. All of the other series, including my bottom rung... Although Defenders, I thought was reasonably terrible too. I wouldn't go pick up Defenders. Uh, but the the Iron Fist kung fu I will never go pick up an Iron Fist comic book. Because there's nothing there that inspires me from what I'm seeing. That is a one-to-one relationship that I cannot possibly be alone on. And I hope that Marvel recognizes that. You can't have a property that's depicted like this and expect people to just latch on because it's got the Marvel logo on it. It, it just doesn't work that way. All this taken in across what was a series that had the most ones ever inside of two guys talking now almost 13-year history. I have to follow this up with yet another one. That's where we ask you guys, what did you give this episode, the last episode,
3: forever, hopefully,
0: (laughs) of Marvel and Humans? Let us know what you think by going over to our Facebook presence. Chime in on the Facebooky. Tell us what you think about this episode and let us know what you think. Another quick addendum that we don't traditionally put into things because we don't get to the series end of much of anything. We kind of do series end, but I don't think that we've ever done series end score. But inside of this, I think it's prudent that we do because, like we've said since the beginning almost, I don't think we're ever going to revisit this.
2: So a series slash season ender, just, just to cover our asses, just in case somebody's dumb enough to hit the green light button for a season two.
0: I, I think we have to, and working on the same the same mode, of t- ten at the top, one at the bottom. Everything starts at a seven. Positives make the score go up. Negatives go make the score go down. No halvesies. Right. What do you give this? I'll say it. Series Marvel and humans.
2: Well, if we would go back and listen to all of my ratings, and then did the math, and the giant two guys talking computer, and came up with some sort of you know percentage, I'm sure it would be it's a 1.8 5. Point something or other but no, we don't do have <laughs> so since we're not going to shove it into the computer or shove it somewhere else <laughs> this, this series is a 1
0: so it's it's
2: a, it's an easy one because there's uh, like you have said there's no reason to go back
0: no no
2: there are plenty of reasons for me to go back and rewatch season 1 or 2 of Netflix's Daredevil mm-hmm. There are plenty of reasons for me to go back and re-watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. from the beginning. Simply because to watch the progression of the show to get better and better. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of reasons for me to even go back and re-watch season two of Agent Carter. Even though I didn't care for it. But there was more substance in that season of a show that ended horribly than there was in the eight episodes of this season slash series, so yeah, again, it's a one. It's yeah. a simple one.
0: Yeah, I, again, doing the math, it's easy for me because I know I had far more far more ones than you.
2: You'd be way down on the, you total. the yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: You were in the drunken awe of this is somehow the stick is going to get pulled up and you're an idiot, but that's okay. <laughs> it's called so, hope, Wilkerson. <laughs> oh man, just... I had hope, and it was dashed. <laughs> Dash all hope, ye who enter here. Yes. It's just terrible. <laughs> Again, the only thing I draw from it is that I get value podcasting about it with you. I know that I am a better Marvel watcher slash reviewer because I get to review things that are as bottom of the barrel as this is. And for those of you that are going to take, I know they're they're out there. Um, We've since renewed our feed so that all of the previous reviews, both good and bad, are now gone on our, our RSS feed. But I know that many of you are going to chime in and go, I see, so you just hate Marvel stuff. And for those of you that want to chime in and just give us a quick mark like that, I would tell you to go listen to every single one of these episode reviews again. Mm -hmm. Because there is true value inside of these episode reviews of terrible programming. Mm -hmm. And that we bothered to take the time to not only watch the Drek, but then review the Drek, and then tell you why we think that it's Drek. And on top of that,
2: what we think should be changed to make it not direct. Yeah, It's not just us bitching and moaning. Yeah. We're given solutions here.
0: Yeah, yeah. And across, I think, every single episode, there was at least something like that. So mm-hmm. much so that we wanted to crown uh, another segment that we've had much success with on other podcasts called the Rewind and Rewrite segment. It just suddenly got so terrible that the entire episode could be a rewind. Exactly, and rewrite. that's the problem. We would be rewinding, rewriting the entire <laughs> that damn thing. episode. So, right. unfo- so, the, so unfortunately, the, not, not unfortunately, we never ended up doing it. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, so the collective series score is also a one. So until next time, when we'll come to you reviewing some more excellent, excellent Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast. Oh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on ABC slash Hulu Streaming. I am Mike Wilkerson, one of your hosts.
2: And I am Nicholas J. Hearn, your other host.
0: Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time.
1: We're thankful you were able to review this covert communication. Reviewing the most recent episode of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., A chronicle of the stories and soon-to-be legends on ABC. Be sure to tune in to our ongoing top-secret communication with agents all over the globe via our Facebook presence immediately. Facebook.com forward slash S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast to be the first to be made aware of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. news, the arrival of our newest reviews, and more. The Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast, a super show for fans of superheroes. Uncover the mysteries... Critical information and reviews now by accessing agentsofshield.tv That's agentsofshield.tv End. This top secret two guys talking communication.
2: just as a side note <laughs> voyager is not as bad as you keep making it out stop today. it S- i've seen S- worse S- S-
0: stop i've seen we we spent 8 weeks on worse friend are you kidding me i got news for you i would watch, I'd watch i would all watch all 7 uh, yes. seasons
2: a Voyager straight through, <laughs> then watch these eight yes. episodes again. No,
0: no question, no question. I watch all the bad episodes, just the bad episodes again,
2: just yes. the bad one.
0: just the bad ones.
2: All the Jane Way Ch- Chakotay episodes <laughs> on a loop.
0: He said Chakotay, fucking Star Trek. <laughs> In the middle of a Marvel review. It's just uh, sad.
2: Make it so. <laughs>
0: Insert the
3: tone. Make it so dumb. <clears throat>